Welcome to the Creating Fluidity podcast. I'm April May Ohms and I'm your host. Today it's episode 11. I speak with Jennifer Tober from Pittsburgh Shakespeare in the Parks. Um, Jennifer and I had a really nice conversation about their upcoming production of Cymbeline, which is opening this Friday, September 4th, live online. Um, If you're interested in seeing the show, you can check it out at www.pittsburghshakespeare.org or .com. And it'll take you right there, and it'll tell you all the information that you need to know. I'm looking at the website right now, and they have some pictures, and they have a description of the play. They have a donate button. They have all the different um, schedules for um, each week. They also have a bunch of fun uh, educational activities happening. They list the cast as well as the sponsors for the season. Um, I would suggest if you're interested in this, uh, check out their website. Also, as a side note, and we will talk about this within the podcast. There'll be much more description of the show and how to watch it within the podcast. Um, But I will say, anybody who's not 100% sure how they feel about Shakespeare, um, they're doing this in three parts. So if you are not sure that you can sit through an entire play, they're breaking it up into three parts. So you can watch one part one week, the next part the next, and the third part the third um, to give you just kind of nice little bite-sized pieces. Um, And it might be a really nice way to introduce someone that you love who isn't 100% sure how they feel about Shakespeare. I might ease them into it a little bit. Um, They're doing this year online because of COVID-19. Um, And we discussed that more in the podcast as well about how and why they decided that even though they generally do their shows outside in the park, even that did not feel safe this year. Um, And they've come up with some really great ways of um, giving everyone who is acting in the show um, a backdrop and some props and some puppets. And um, so I think it's going to be a really interesting and fun show. Um, Jennifer and I also talk a little bit about her own history in theater and um, some um, choices about um, PSIP did a all-female Julius Caesar last year, and we talk a little bit about that because if anybody has listened to a previous episode of this podcast, you know that's kind of my jam. Um, so um, that was fun to talk about um, and discuss kind of the reasons behind it and the the you know, thinking of that. Um, we also talk about, um, uh, we talk more about the play and we just, we just talk about, you know, kind of how, um, PSIP is a company that really does, um, casting kind of without limits, I guess you could call it. So like they don't really consider gender or race or, disability status or um, any other things to be a hindrance to doing a part. If you audition, you could get cast as anything. Um, And I think that's really wonderful, and I am 100% on board with that philosophy. Um, When I do fluidity theater shows, that is also my philosophy as well. Um, Okay, so... 
Um, if you have never listened to this podcast before, I would like to just say welcome. And if you enjoy this episode, there are 10 more episodes that are on my website at fluiditytheater.org on the podcast page. You can go back and listen to all my previous episodes. There's several. I interview Mrs. Shakespeare, um, and who is well known to the PSIP uh, community, um, but I also interview some other not as well-known uh, local actors, and um, there's some comedy on there. Um, it's it's a kind of a mixed bag, mostly focusing on um, women in theater. That is kind of our focus. Um, so please go ahead and go back and listen to our previous episodes. If you're interested in being a guest on the show, um, I'd love to speak with you. You can email me at fluidity media info at gmail.com or if you go to my website fluiditytheater.org there's a contact page and it'll come right to me you can send me a comment or ask a question we also have a donate button if you'd like to make a one-time donation um, you can do that or you can become a patreon patron for as little as three dollars a month and then you will get access to not only all of the um, podcast episodes, as soon as they are live, you will be one of the first people to hear it. But you will also get um, access to videos and um, AMAs and other fun stuff, as well as someday when we are able to do theater live again, um, you will be eligible for discounted or free tickets to a live performance. Um, And then uh, another opportunity to help us out is on the Anchor.fm platform, where this is originally recorded and um, produced, um, you can become a sponsor for as little as 99 cents a month. Um, So, again, anybody who decides that they want to help us out financially will definitely get a shout-out on the podcast as well as my website, as well as I will be internally grateful to you. Um, Donations go for... um, equipment, they go for marketing, they go to, um, once we start doing live performances, they will go to help us buy um, weapons and costumes and things like that. So um, every little bit helps. I know everybody's hurting right now. Um, So if you cannot donate financially, that's cool. But maybe you can share this link with someone who you think will enjoy this podcast. And that would be great, too, because I love to have as many listeners as possible. All right. I hope everyone enjoys the podcast with Jennifer Tober from Pittsburgh Shakespeare in the Parks. Um, Thank you to my current donors. You are amazing, and I appreciate you so much. And I hope everybody stays safe, wear a mask, social distance, and have a wonderful day. Officially, let me welcome you to the Creating Fluidity podcast, Miss Jennifer Tober. How are you? Thank you. Good. How are you? April? I'm doing all right. I'm enjoying the weather after the storms. I'm glad it has cleared up and it's sunny out. That's so nice. Very beautiful. <laughs> yes. 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 So, um, 
I am very excited to talk to you about what you guys are doing um, with PSIP and Cymbeline and all that other stuff, but I also want to hear about you personally, because um, I think you have done a lot of really interesting, cool stuff, and um, so maybe tell us a little bit about yourself, um, however much or little you want to say. <laughs> okay, great. Um, let's see. Um, I'm from Philly, originally, and uh, I grew up there, and um, I uh, had kind of a normal upbringing and I couldn't wait to get to New York City and then um, I uh, after grad school I went to WVU for grad school for my MFA okay I'm in New York and I loved it there and I lived there for about 11 years I did all kinds of theater a lot of Shakespeare a lot of outdoor Shakespeare in various really beautiful locations like the Hudson Valley, Ooh, the Hudson Valley. Very cool. and, like Shakespeare in Harlem in a park with you know one or no people present. <laughs> right. And so, yeah. And so, um, yeah. And then uh, 2005, we came to Pittsburgh, and um, both my kids were born here, and they've been subjected to many Shakespeare rehearsals and performances. Yes. And they, they ask me why I don't do like movies and TV and move to LA and make money. Mm. Why do I do Shakespeare? Right. Music? Right. And um, just Great a good question. question. <laughs> and um, let's see. And I, I've always loved Shakespeare. I just, I just think the stories are so cool and the characters are cool. Yeah. And the, the plots are always intricate. You know, right. it's sure. stuff that you believe in real life, but right. yet it is very real life. Um, and uh, let's see what else. And I am an actress myself and a producer, and. Um, I teach yoga also. Cool. Uh, yeah, I do some other various things too, and um, yeah, and I, I I love dancing, and I love um, I love any type of movement, you know. And I I think that um, people should move and dance and express themselves however they want without worrying about how they look. Right. Um, and. Um, also, our philosophy for Pittsburgh Shakespeare in the Parks is that anybody can play anything. You know, we don't subscribe to the you must look or sound or be a certain way to play Yay. certain characters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we completely, we, you know, as, as long as you can um, make the words make sense, you can, you can play it. So mm -hmm. we are very um, fluid in terms of gender, mm -hmm. um, age, race ability, mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, all, all background, yeah. orientation, all, all of that. Awesome. Um, we just tell the story. And, um, you know, I believe that free access to the arts is essential. Mm -hmm. And um, especially now, you know, with school going online for a lot of kids, how are they going to keep getting things like art, mm -hmm. you know, and, and how are we going to remain creative? And I think it's very important to have creativity and to experience creativity. Mm -hmm. And I, I think, you know, Pittsburgh Shakespeare in the parks, we like to present or do Shakespeare in um, not a contemporary way necessarily, but to do it in a way that is accessible to people. Mm -hmm. And that's why we like to, uh, perform outside in city parks without mm -hmm. really building a set because yeah. we like it on the ground 
in the found space with the audience right there and yeah. you know, the action takes place in and amongst and around the audience and the audience is essentially part of the play and I think that's very exciting for people and I you know kids and adults alike will come up to us after Shakespeare in the Park Productions and say oh, I understood that my five-year-old understood that how Yay. did you do that that's you know that's the best feeling yeah, it's great. The little kids will come up to us and say, I know, you know, that you you weren't really dead. He's, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know I, I, um, the arts are very important. And in, you know, in other places, <laughs> the arts are funded by the government. Right. And they're ministry of culture. Right. We don't have culture. Right. A lot of our, all of us in arts organizations have to fight very, very hard to get funding, mm-hmm. um, and it's only getting more difficult. But we we believe, and I believe, that um, free access to art is uh, is a, a right mm-hmm. and a privilege, and so that is our mission, to bring Shakespeare to all. So, that's and awesome. make it fun. Yeah, that's great. That I, I'm 100% on board with all of that. That is amazing <laughs> and awesome and just great. Um, very similar to my own personal philosophy um, <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, and like, honestly, any in this day and age, I'm not sure why anybody would not be that way, but you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we'll just leave them to the side. Um, Art is good. Art is good. Creative yeah, it is good. It is good. Um, it is good. And I think, honestly, too, like, one of the best ways to connect with people who uh, have a different background than you is through art. Because, you know, you watch a play and you might connect with one character or one piece, but then someone else connects with a different one. And what a great conversation that is to talk about who really was the villain of that piece or who really was the hero or who really was the you know, who was right and who was wrong, and boy, you can have, you know, a hundred people in the audience and have a hundred different opinions. Right, yeah. You know, and it's just so stimulating and fascinating, and yeah, you're right, it's very important to have it accessible to as many people as possible. Yeah. I think that's really cool. That's very, very cool. Um, one of the things that, um, I specifically love about your group is that you've done some all-women productions yes um, which I particularly love um and tell me kind of what was your I guess I know you're generally speaking open to whatever but like deciding that you're just going to cast women is a decision right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah mm-hmm. last year oh go ahead no I was just going to say what brought you to that um Last year, we did we did do an all female Julius Caesar. Mm-hmm. That was a really wonderful show, mm-hmm. very powerful, directed by Elena Alexandrados. Yes, and we are always talking and trying to brainstorm ways to do different stuff, mm-hmm. um, and to you know, and, and and to give voices to groups or people that might have been underserved yeah. in or underused and underutilized yeah. in the past. And um, we you know, we're always thinking about like how can we you know take this uh, play written four hundred years ago by mm-hmm. uh, an educated white British man and make it relevant. And um, I, I think personally for me and a lot of other 
women my age, I'm 51, mm-hmm. that, you know, I, I mean, in undergrad and grad school and, you know, it, it's, I think it's changing now, uh, but was told things like, oh, you could never play that role or mm-hmm. do it again and make it, make that sexier. Uh-huh. I know, you know, um, you know, we're, or you're not. You know, it's not feminine enough. Right. You know, or you're not pretty I, enough I, to be the ingenue. You're not, or you're, right. right. You're not pretty enough. Or skinny and, and, enough. And, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. You're too You're too dark. You're too light. You're yeah. too tall. You're too thin. You're mm-hmm. too fat. You're too funny. You're too... All those you know, things. Not, mm-hmm. All those things. And, and we just say that we don't... We just don't subscribe to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> and it was also the Me Too movement. And sure. Men, women were, were, you know, um, really risking a lot to come in, in many sectors, but especially in the arts, especially, in, you know, in, in the, the arts in Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, quote, unquote. To come out and say, this happened to me. Yeah. And, um, I, you know, I was bullied. I was assaulted. I was, you know, mm-hmm. and I was... I was, um, raped and, you know, I, but my, my career, that, that, that was the culture of Hollywood. Right. And I think we just said, you know what? It's time. I, I don't mm-hmm. know why we haven't done an all female right. cast. Right. We talk about those things all the time. Yeah. Um, and we often, again, we, we are kind of gender blind. Right. And sure. Sure. Blind. Um, and you know, and we have other things in the works too, and all, you know, an all people of color cast. Uh-huh. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. And, yeah, just to shake mm-hmm. it up a little bit, mm-hmm. and to give, you know, and and to kind of really once and for all just shatter those traditional casting. Yeah, um, you know, because yeah. I think we've all been told, all of us performers, yeah. it's not even about the work. It's you're not, you're not pretty enough. You're right. too pretty. Right. You know, you're right. too, you're too good looking. Right. For this. Right. Not strong enough. You're too strong. You're yes. too dark. You're too white. You're too black. You're too white. You're yes. too whatever. You know, or we. And, and and that doesn't have a place any anymore in the world that we envision. And so I started talking to Elena Alexandrados. Mm-hmm. We were both coaching for the Shakespeare Monologue Contest mm-hmm. in public. And we started talking, and we, we hadn't connected in a while. We reconnected, and we just started talking about it. And, you know, I think one of our board members, I think Erica Fricky, um, who's on our board and a good friend of mine, said, oh, why don't we do an all-female show? It's like, yeah, you know what? We've had that on the back burner <laughs> for a long time. It's done. So Let's it just, you know, yeah. we're, we're a, our board talks and yeah. our, our company talks, and we just say, hey, you know, it's, yeah. it's time for us to do this. And good. we're always open to um, those new ideas. But we felt like it was very timely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in our political climate mm-hmm. of, you know, misogyny. and Well, it's a great one for that, too. It's That yeah. play is just full of... <laughs> All yeah. sorts of interesting <laughs> messages. <laughs> yeah. Intrigue. Yes. Say no to yeah. tyranny. And yeah. <laughs> I actually played, um, I was with a theater company in New York um, and played Cassius one time. Cool. And, I, it felt, and, and the role of Cassius felt really very well suited to a female. Yeah. You know, and it was just like, oh, wow, this, of course, this really works. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And yeah. Um, so it just, it had been something in the, yeah. Yeah. Kind of on the back burner for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I also want to talk to you a little bit about like how the pandemic has affected you guys. Yeah. Obviously you're not doing things outside because of the pandemic and it's very sad. And I think everybody who's listening to this, who is a theater person, which is probably 99% of the audience is feeling sad as well. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. It is sad. Well, I'll talk about that first. We, sure. well, 
Okay, so actually I'll talk about Cymbeline first. So I, I saw a production of Cymbeline uh, at the Delacorte Theater in New York, directed by Andre Serban. And mm. it's really interesting because Irene Alby, who was our Julius Caesar last year, and who plays posthumous Leonidas um, in Cymbeline, she she studied with Andre Serban. She oh. was not in that production, but it, it's, it's interesting. So we have yeah. this kind of common link. But, uh, and it was... I had always liked the play. It reminded me of Winter's Tale, and it is one of Shakespeare's later plays. It's called like a dream play or a problem play or a romance, Mm -hmm. but similar to Winter's Tale. Um, And uh, the woman who played Imogen in in that production, her name was Stephanie Roth Haverly. I remember her. And she was about eight months pregnant, and she wore a... A big white, you know, bright white, sleeveless kind of shift, like a big nightgown, yeah. and she just bounded around, you know. And they and the production had a little stream running through it and hills, you know, and it was just it was wow. gorgeous, yeah. And it was really a transfixing kind of experience. And she just was so she kind of embodied all of the the strength and the courage and the. Um, just this expansiveness uh, of, you know, that she brought to the character of Imogen. It, 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 it's, you know, it kind of blurred the lines between, like, what male and female can do. Right. And, and Imogen is like that anyway. You know, Imogen is a character, is a protagonista who, um, you know, has gets banished for marrying the wrong guy and eventually, to save her life, dresses up as a man and eventually writes, you know, fights in the war and is very heroic. Right. And, rights all wrongs and Cymbeline is full of many characters like that who make these big transformations um but I have always I had always loved Cymbeline it was always my it's been my favorite play for a long time and um Jeff Chips who's directing um and Ron Siebert who's playing Cymbeline we've worked together a, a bunch of times and we had been talking about Cymbeline um for a long time and then this was the year we decided to do it uh. so in some ways, it's very bittersweet because yeah. it's a dream true of mine, but we're inside. Yeah. Now, so you know, we and early on when when the pandemic hit, you know, people called me up or whatever or said, "You guys are lucky because you'll be able to still do your productions outside." And I thought, okay, maybe. You know, and at that time, maybe. So we thought, all right, well, we'll we'll map out a really big space in the parks, and yeah. like we were up in North Park doing this, and we had the measuring tape and we thought, okay, everybody will do it as like a story tell. And so we'll have nine actors and we'll put them each 12 feet apart. And then we'll put them on big platforms that rise them, raise them up about a foot and a half. And then, so the audience can see them and the audience will be very far back and yeah. spread out in these pods that we will delineate. And then we'll have microphones and right. how are we going to do this? Are we going to use countrymen or lavaliers or how yeah. are we going to, you know, and so we were all set to do this. And then Actors Equity, who was our union, said, you cannot, no can do. Yeah. And, um, you know, we, and I know there are some companies that um, said, well, we're doing it anyway. Right. So, um, but we didn't feel like we wanted to do that. Right. And so, um, Actors Equity said, you can only do it online. And we said, okay, well, and then we started researching how to do it online. But um, I don't know if you can see this behind me. This is my backdrop Okay. that our designer, Lisa Liebring, made. So we all have these backdrops that are these kind of bluish gray curtains. Uh Very nice. We have these 
we have these stands with a tree, and then we each have a parallel board. Oh, wow. Okay. Is the setting, right? Yeah. So that's Wales, that's Rome, and that's England. Okay. Or Northwest England. Yeah. Outside London. And so it's forced us to get really creative. Um, and initially, you know, our, the, our board of directors was really torn about should we do it outside or not. Yeah. Um, and some people said, no, absolutely not. Yeah. And then some people said, well, if we can do it safely, and then Actors' Equity kind of um, put the, you know, made yeah. the decision. And then we have these puppets. Oh, my goodness. Use. Those so, are great. <laughs> so, you know, and, and then we, we have some, we can get up and yeah. we can walk around. And we have a, we have small playing spaces. Yeah. Um, but we felt like... You know, it was the, it was the best we can do. So we'll we'll yeah. see how it goes. Yeah, that's right. This is our reality right now. Yeah. and you know, and the most important thing, you're right. The story gets told, but I, I think right now, more importantly, we are all safe. Yes, of course. And of that's course. important. You know, we're yes. doing our our part to keep everybody safe, yes. and that that's the most important right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, no, uh, yes, of course. I think um, not having something that tempts people to come to it is, is, yeah. is you know, very responsible because I do think there are people who decide, well, we're just going to do it and we'll be safe because we're going to stay apart while we rehearse and we'll wear masks, but who cares what happens to the audience, you know, if they want to. And that a lot of time, not just in theater, but there's been concerts and there's been parties yeah. and there's been all this other stuff. So you're right. right. It's, it is it is much more responsible to do this. Well, online. that's another component. We thought, well, how will we ensure that audience members won't come up to us? That's right. Or you to know, each other. Yeah. or Exactly. Mm -hmm. And... That's a, that's another type of conversation, yeah. you know. It's it's certainly uh, it was certainly a concern. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah. A good point. yeah. right, yeah, um, yeah. I've been teaching yoga outside on the Allegheny River okay. Sunday Sunday mornings okay. actually, um, and it's on a deck, and everybody's very spread apart, and yeah. you know, sun and wind. And yeah, I feel like that's safe, but. You, you, but you're right. You cannot prevent people from coming up to you. Right. If they won't come up to you, you know, that's a... They're going to, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, and, you know, I think you want to believe everybody is w walking around with the best of intentions, but you don't have control over your audience. So, right. you know, yeah. that's just the reality. That's the reality anytime. You can tell them to turn off their cell phone, but they don't have to. You can tell them to please wait till the intermission and go to the bathroom, but they don't have to. You know, I mean, that's the best laid plans of mice and men, right? Well, so, I think yeah. it just makes it much, you know, it, 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 it just sweetens the yes, return hopefully next summer when we can all meet yes, outside. it will feel so good. It will feel so good. Yeah, yeah. you just be like, we're just not even doing a play. We're just going to stand in the sunshine and look at each other up close. <laughs> for the geniuses who have created platforms oh my like gosh. Zoom and stuff. Yes. Thank goodness. Right? Thank goodness. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, um, I did a, a comedy thing in May and where I had everybody kind of record their stuff at their own house and they sent it to me and I edited it together and I was like, boy, I'm not sure how, you know, 10 years ago if I could have done that. Mm-hmm. Um, you would have had to have a really expensive computer and everybody maybe wouldn't have had a, a phone with a camera or a laptop with a camera. It would have been like much more difficult, yeah. um, to, to do yeah. that. 
in any way. So yeah, thank goodness for technology and people yeah. who figured those things out so we can still do this. And even yes. this, talking to you, I mean, how would we do that without, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's amazing the fact that you can do things and not be in person. And it's, you know, I have to say too, right, it's a little, a little slightly off topic, but, you know, I was telling you before we started recording, my daughter has chronic pain and sometimes can't be in person in places. And um, the whole idea of, you know, so many people have been working from home now, yeah. whereas before a year or two ago may have been told, I'm sorry, we can't accommodate you. But now there is no longer an excuse to tell someone who is perhaps disabled that they can't work from home because we've now yeah. done it. I mean, of course, there are jobs that must be done in person. But right. barring that, like being a doctor or a, you know, garbage collector or a firefighter, you know, there are other jobs that can be done. And, and so it is nice to know that um, this is available to people. And so I just, it's wonderful to see this. And it makes me think about getting people involved in theater in the future in some way you know, digitally as well. Like, if they can't be in the play because they can't physically be there, can we have them on a screen, and will that be acceptable? Right. And how fun will that be to try to do that? You know? And kind of looking at this as an opportunity instead of a hindrance. Right, exactly. Right. Which it seems like you guys are doing very well. It seems like you've embraced it. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> we, had a, we had a kind of a run, stumble through... Um, part one okay. today. Okay. Uh, we're, we're presenting this in three parts. So part one, part two, part three, and then the final night is part four, which is the whole play. Okay, so gotcha. Yes. A little bit like an episodic or like a telenovela. Gotcha. So previously, I'll yes. <laughs> That's but great, we, though. So we stumbled through almost actually the first two parts today, and it was like, oh, that's pretty good. Okay. There's yeah. still some unanswered um technical yes um, now foods you know, yeah so. yeah the, are you are you will be you performing it live online or is it recorded we will be performing it live okay. live on zoom yes yes um friday night so friday okay. the fourth is opening friday the 11th friday the 18th and then friday the 25th so okay. um Part one, part two, part three, mm -hmm. and then the 25th. It's the entire show. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's for people who aren't sure they can sit through the whole thing. You can watch it in Exactly. Parts. Well, mm -hmm. and it's kind of nice, too, because um, if you've been on Zoom all day for work, school, <gasps> yes. oh. um, it's a quick fix. It'll be like half an hour. Nice. You know, nice. So. And, I, and I also, you know, I'm sure you get the same where you get all these invitations to these you know, come and watch this webinar and come and do this meeting and come and enrich yourself this way. And there's only so much I can do. And it often will depend on how long is it. Like yeah. if it's an hour or less, then I may say yes. <laughs> and, right. and if it's, and what time of day, do I have anything else scheduled? You know, blah, 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 all that other stuff. Um, but often it's the length <laughs> or like, can I listen to it later? Like, yeah. what if I can't do it? Can I just listen to it on the weekend when I'm more feeling open to something, you know, versus like, it's only now, and if you miss it, you miss it. Which I understand that's a legitimate, especially in the arts, that is a legitimate way to do things, that you have to be there, present, in the moment, and you've lost it if you can't, which is live theater, and it's wonderful, and all that good stuff, but <sighs> Zoom fatigue is real. Yeah, it is real. <laughs> 
And if people cannot, if audience can't tune in when we're doing it live, they can stream it. They can see it um, on YouTube and wonderful. I think just YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I should know that. Yes. Um, for up to a week. After oh, that's this. wonderful. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, you gotta give people the opportunity to. When we did the our, our comedy show in May, we did like a live. You know. It's live at 8 o'clock or whatever, but then also it's just available anytime to watch, and then I also broke it up into sections and put it on Facebook for, here's eight, here's one eight-minute skit, here's one three-minute monologue, here's, and it got also got a lot of views that way, too. Um, Very cool. Yeah, yeah, so I, would, I definitely agree that that's a good way to do it, is breaking it yeah. up. I, I, I think you'll be very successful that way. <laughs> yeah. It takes a little bit of the onus off. As yes. Well, yeah. 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 Okay. okay, so we're back. Um, let's see. So we just have a couple minutes to finish our chat. Um, thank you so much for chatting with me. I feel like we could talk about this all day. <laughs> it's always so much yeah, fun definitely. yeah definitely yeah um well give us the official can you give us like you already did with the dates what's the official like website and all that good stuff well you can find us at www.pittsburghshakespeare.org and that's all spelled out okay. pittsburgh shakespeare or com we both will take you to our website and then the link will be on the website okay and so, yeah, and I believe that it has to be password protected. Sure. So you will have to register and we'll get some information from you. And then okay. we'll give you the secret information. Gotcha. So you want to be a little prepared a few minutes early. You don't want to wait until the opening moment to do that. Yeah. 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 Okay. And um, we'll probably hold for a little bit. We, we go live at 7 p.m. each okay. Friday in September. Okay. okay. So. That's yeah. good to know. <laughs> our Facebook also. Oh, very good. Okay, that's so people can find you on Facebook. Um, and then I'm assuming that there's a way to donate. Is that also on your website? Oh, yes. The shows are always free. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do encourage donations and accept gratefully donations <laughs> um, because we are funded um, by foundations and donors. And, right. Um, individuals, yes. yes, and there will be donation information, but people can donate at any time. There's a, um, a donation button on our website also. Very good. Okay, so let me think. You're starting, you're, you're in September. The show is broken down into pieces, but you can also watch the full show on the 25th. So if you want That's to right. sit through the full show and enjoy that experience, you can do that. Which I'm excited for that. That'll be fun. I like that. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about or say or mention? Well, or? We have some uh, some other fun events happening. Um, on the 4th, after the show, we have the post-show meet and greet Ooh. with Bring Your Own Cocktail or Mocktail. Um, and a chat with the director and the mm-hmm. actors. Okay. Um, and then uh, we have a sonnet-a-thon. So Ooh. after the show on the 11th. That sounds fun. Um, People can, um, you can dress up if you want in your favorite costume and do your favorites on it. And then the audience will vote. Ooh, fun. Their favorite, yes. Um, and what's the other you can get some inspiration we... from uh, Patrick Stewart. If you, if you don't yeah. know Sonnets, you can go look to his website and listen to him 
do all, yeah. do all, most of them. I think he's up to 101 by now or something. Like a mimic Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah, yes. that would be fun. And then, yeah, our designer Lisa Liebering is doing. Um, uh, she'll be doing like a a, a, a start and stop time mm. um, workshop about how to build your own puppet at home. Oh, how fun! And that will be live, but that'll be taped. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then we have another, um, the, the closing night on the 25th, we have another, um, chat with the actors. Okay. Um, yeah. Fair beforehand. Fair. Oh, and, and the Sonnetathon is, is being, um, run by, uh, it's emceed by Mrs. Shakespeare. Oh, so lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we're also planning a, um, in their own words, like, you know, one of the things that we did in rehearsal that's really helpful is to say it in Shakespearean language and then say it in contemporary right. language. Yep. And we were cracking each other up. So we thought, hey, we should do it for some time. <laughs> I love it. I thought it would be really funny. Um, oh, that sounds that's great. going to be coming up too, but um, yeah. we... I'm not exactly sure when that's going to be. Gotcha. So. That sounds so, great. Yeah. That sounds like, like a good um, having a drink and saying it yeah, one word like, that sounds like it really pop some popcorn yeah yeah yep. <laughs> I like it yeah, that's really yeah, good yeah, um can, can you tell us who are the other actors in the show yes of course um let's see we all play multiple roles okay. almost all of us um so Ron Siebert is Cymbeline I am Imogen Aaron Crutchfeld is Pisanio uh, Irene Albee is Posthumous, who's is, um, Imogen's husband. Mm-hmm. Tracy Turner is the queen, so the stepmother to Imogen, okay. wedded King Cymbeline. Gotcha. She's not very nice. Um, Kelsey Robinson and Christine McGrath are in the show, and they are these hilarious lords um, <laughs> to Clotten, who's the son of the queen. Okay. And then they are also, um, they play Guderius and Avaragus. So Imogen's okay. long lost brothers oh. who live uh, in Wales out in a cave. Oh goodness! Um, okay. Tracy Turner and Tracy Turner also plays their father, Belarius. Okay. Um, Bob Colbert plays Clotten. Okay, that's a great name. <laughs> um, the, yeah, Imogen's kind of evil stepbrother. Okay. Uh, and well, evil. deep apologies yeah, if anyone Catherine, got missed. <laughs> Catherine Baird. Catherine, Catherine Baird. Yeah, her Katie. She might be good with okay. my Katie. Okay. Catherine Baird plays. Iacomo, okay, um, who's like this evil Italian guy who um, tries to woo Imogen. So okay, yeah, and it is a really fun cast. And again, men play women, women play men. Yeah. Everybody plays everybody, nice. and um, we have a blast. And we, you know, we crack each other up. That's good. <laughs> so, That's good. Yeah. Gosh, if it's not fun, why are you doing it? That's my exactly. question. <laughs> I mean, come on. Well, the thing is, is we we thought Cymbeline was kind of this precious tale. Yeah. And then we realized, like, it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we look funny, so. Yeah, yeah. No, there's there's humor in a lot of places in Shakespeare that you're not expecting it sometimes. Yeah, if you, totally. Yeah, if yeah. you step back and uh, go, oh, that's what they're saying. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like all the wordplay and the finding out, like, Oh, in the in his time, this word really meant this, and so that's why it's a joke. And you're just like, ah, the audience will never understand it, but we're having fun. <laughs> and you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of sex jokes in Shakespeare. Oh yes, and fart and jokes and all that. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, and a lot of them are archaic, but some of them very, um, yeah, very easily um, understood. Yes, yes, indeed, oh. yes. 
right, right indeed. <laughs> one of the best Shakespeare's, well, one of the other best Shakespeare's I ever saw was uh, the Folger. Oh, this was when I was in grad school. So it was like 90, 1995, 1996. It was um, Henry IV Parts One and Two. Okay. And there was an intermission. And it was like a four-hour play, but it went yeah. by really fast. And you could bring your beer in. Ooh. And that fun. made it super fun. I bet it did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You yeah. could... You could definitely create a Shakespeare drinking game. I'm certain every time this character says this, everybody takes a drink, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's lots of fun things you can do to make it. Yes, and, yeah. and we encourage mocktails as Yeah, well. indeed, indeed, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody does their thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or eat a piece of candy, whatever your passion is, you know, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy. Well, thank you so much for talking with me. I'm very uh, happy to have a nice conversation with you. I feel like we've talked, but like briefly, oh, yeah. <laughs> little I bits and pieces. And, yeah, there's never time to just like sit and chat. So I'm glad that we got to do that. Um, me too. Thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, of course. Um,